let's talk about the agenda. And yes, the gay one. Hello, my name is Mary. I am 21 years old. My sexuality is pansexual and I am Mexican American. Hi, my name is Caleb. My age is 19. My sexuality is gay and half white, half Mexican. Before we officially start this podcast, we would like to make clear that we are not professionals. We are just everyday people, college students or former college student and college student who were just everyday people who would like to share what we have experienced being part of the LGBTQ community while also being part, being people of color while also experiencing things as we grew up and all that. So this is just a way for us to share our stories and also to give a platform and a voice for you guys to share yours. So, when it comes to how we grew up or where we grew up, and talk about religion and the ways that we grew up through that way. Well, I grew up mostly in a Mexican religious household. My, I was raised Catholic. Um, it was a very interesting time as the LGBTQ community, it's not very much mentioned in our household and it was never really talked about Mm -hmm. and so i mean i grew up going to church but not as often as like oh yeah you have to go every single sunday it was more like oh um we can go when we can um my mom never went alone uh she always went with my dad and my dad worked, so of course we never always had the chance to go because he was working or because it just was not a good day for us to go and enter the environment. So when it comes to me, I grew up in an apostolic household. So the main thing that I would probably say about apostolics and the apostolic you know, religion is that when it comes to uh, being like, you know, gay or, you know, any type of like different sexuality rather than straight is, um, kind of really shunned upon. You don't talk about it like at all. Like, um, they, like in a lot of preachings inside of apostolic, uh, churches talk really, really against it. Um, surprisingly when growing up, I didn't hear a lot about it while in church, like they didn't make it a very big thing while I was going to church, but like knowing apostolics, like religion cases though, like within family matters, because I do have a lot of, you know, um, pastors and stuff that are actually inside of my family. Um, I can really talk about how it's it's not talked about like at all. Um, I would say probably like, a thing that we can say is that um, a a family member of mine, my grandma would say that they were special (laughs) rather than kind of saying that they were gay or anything. It was more the whole, oh, they're special. No, yeah, like I can relate to that in the sense of like in my family at least or in, I know in a lot of Mexican households, everyone knows the saying, lo que se dice no, o lo que se ve, no se dice. Mm -hmm. So, and it's 
by actually one of the a famous artists, Mexican artist. He was a singer. Oh, it's wow. a whole thing. Yeah, but he once in an interview said, like, they asked him, oh, are you gay? And he's like, what is seen shouldn't be asked. And everyone found it interesting because, like, it's like, wow, like, that is something that is done in a Mexican household, especially with the LGBTQ community. It's like, okay, if you notice, yeah, they're different. They're fruity. Okay, uh, let's not, let's move on to the next subject. Like, oh, yeah, look, your tia's getting another divorce or something. Yeah, it's... It's just like, they'd rather talk about anything but the fact that, oh, yeah, like... Well... It's like our family too, because um, when when it comes to anything like that, uh, we get very um, separated kind of inside of family events, which is a little weird because it's kind of funny. I have um, a, a cousin that's also fruity and we make jokes saying like, hey, are you going to go down to like, you know, talk to your family and go say that you love them, <laughs> you know, because it's like we kind of have that block and like... I have family members that know, and they kind of make the point that um, they know, but if they don't see it, they're just choosing not to see it rather than actually seeing it. That's for me, too, very much because it's like I have not come out openly to any of my family members, but my, well, probably I think I came back, I came out to my brother, I think, when I had a trip to LA with him, but it's like, I hang out with him a lot to the point that I'm just kind of like, at this point, if you haven't noticed, dude, like, I'm not straight, and he's like, well, yeah, he's like, figured, and then, um, no, yeah, but when it comes to my other two siblings, I'm the youngest of four, um, <laughs> felt that on a deep level because yeah. I'm also the youngest of four. Yeah, so, so it's like, um, no, yeah, when I talk to them, they they all bring up like, oh yeah, like whoever you marry or something like that. They never like restricted to just a gender of who I'm gonna marry. They never say, oh yeah, when you marry a guy, and it's like. One of my brothers, he used to always joke, like, oh, do you have a boyfriend as a way to, like, interrogate me? He's very overprotective. So he'd be like, oh, do you have a boyfriend? And then I'd always be like, no, no, I don't. And recently, he's now been including, do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? And I'm just kind of like, oh, um, that's a new one. But, like, I never came out to them openly. So it's like, okay, I think my siblings know. But also, um... Or, or at least making the inferences that you are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, well, I mean, if it's not obvious by now, well... Yeah, well, <laughs> like, a conversation me and my sister had was kind of the same deal, you know? Um, especially when it came to, like, me being gay. It was kind of... It was interesting. Because she's like, I already knew, dude. And I was like, how? Right? Because, <laughs> like... She said that she's known for a very long time, and I barely found out, like, a couple years ago, like, my my sexuality-wise. So I was like, how did you know before me? That's not fair. 
Like how <laughs> how how do you how do you get to make those inferences already? It's like you you see the signs, you see the signs. Yeah, yeah but it's not fair. Like you know, like I should have gotten that special moment, but yeah. I, I didn't get it. <laughs> no, yeah, I feel like for me it was like. My sub, like, again, we kind of go by the whole, like, if you see it, don't say anything. You don't have to say anything. Like, my parents, if they do know, they haven't said anything. I feel like my dad, I've heard him say a lot of things that I'm just kind of like, okay, you're homophobic. But I feel like um, if he has noticed it, he won't say anything because he refuses to believe it. Oh, yeah, and. Same. With my mom, I feel like if she knows, she d- probably does not care. And she's just waiting for me to be open about it. Just knows that I'm going to go at my own pace if I ever do tell her. Yeah, for sure. That kind of leads to, like, how we learned about our sexuality. Because you did talk about, like, oh, yeah, my sister knew before me, which is not fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't learn until high school. And... Reason being, I feel like I was more internally scared to find out that I was um, that I was gay or anything. It was it was a really long journey for me. I had like six girlfriends before I even found out that like <laughs> I liked guys. And all of a sudden, like my freshman year, I see this one guy from like an ASB cabinet that was going on that year, and like he was like the videographer, and I was like damn, he's hot, you know? And, like, <laughs> that's when I suddenly realized, like, I started to like guys. And then later on that year, I put the label as I was fully gay because realizing it now, I never really was attracted to women. You get what I mean? Like, yeah. in any, like, sexual way, I wasn't. Like, you know, it was more... Um, it was intimate, but not, like intimacy you get what mm-hmm. i mean like you know like an intimate friendship was more it like you know like hugging or anything like that but like anything beyond that i couldn't like <laughs> i i literally couldn't it was just it grossed me out i feel like for me i also learned about my sexuality in high school mostly because like i was never taught anything about sexuality it was never mentioned i never even knew there was options to like label and like to be able to have that understanding of yourself and it's just like oh yeah it's just like a weird thing you go through like i'm just weird like it's just like i'm gonna end up with the guy anyways it's like or i have to end up with the guy anyways and then like later on i'm just like oh my god what i am feeling towards this person is normal yeah (laughs) like what what i what how i feel about that chick is normal and it's just like oh my god like yeah like it it's weird because you don't learn about labels while growing up mm -hmm. but yet again i don't like personally i feel like we shouldn't have to label ourselves in the beginning anyways you know you're still figuring yourself out and like until you kind of like find yourself you shouldn't have to label anything Mm -hmm. you know and especially if you don't want to label it no yeah i feel like for me I'm still trying to find the right label. I'm still exploring my sexuality, even though I identify as pansexual. It's like, is that a set sexuality? It's not a set sexuality for me, I feel like, because I'm still learning. It's like, I identified as bisexual throughout all of high school because I was just like, oh yeah, I like girls, I like guys. And then I 
I didn't really understand pansexuality until later on. And it was, um, I, my school had a GSA club. So we always um, talked about sexuality. We had meetings where we'd have people talk to us about what we understood with um, sexuality, resources that we understood as people part of the LGBTQ community. And like here in the Central Valley, what there was, what resources there was. And it was like, I was still discovering myself during that time, but I feel like that club in general taught me a lot more than probably my sex ed classes. See, I, I'm glad that you had that because we only had one year that I was in school where GSA club existed. And then it was like from one year to the next, it was gone. Mm-hmm. Like legit was like nowhere to be found again. Um, and sex, like sex ed too, I didn't learn very much. It mm-hmm. came from like either people I knew in person that were gay, that I like met through, you know, band and stuff, or, you know, <laughs> like it, it was just like a learning experience that way. I learned more through like online and, you know, like people, yeah. like learning off of people rather than learning from teachers or advisors, you know. Yeah, I feel like that was always an uncomfortable situation. I grew up in a pretty conservative town so even just having a gsa we were lucky um my i honestly my our sex ed was terrible like for the longest time we had a guy a gentleman who literally would come in and say like oh yeah abstinence is a proper way to avoid pregnancy and we're just like and like the first time i was just like okay, yeah, like, I see where he's coming from. Like, I'm still gonna, like, okay, like, I didn't think too much about it. And I learned, oh, yeah, did you know it's, like, basically illegal for them to be teaching you abstinence and stuff like that. They have to actually teach you proper sex ed. They have to teach you what this does, what how this works, and yada yada. And I was like, well, what? I was like, I've been learning that this whole time. <laughs> and... I went to a GSA event where, like, they had they had quick little classes and seminars that you rotate in and out of and stuff like that. And like, one of the seminars was a sex ed class, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. Me and my friends were like, let's go to this. It's probably gonna make us uncomfortable sitting in this class together, but let's go to it. So we went to it. It was in a little room. This gentleman. Great, great, great environment. A small closed room. (laughs) It was just a small room. Well, actually, this event took this GSA or yeah, this like LGBTQ event actually took place at a church. That actually was, but this church always offered its doors every single year to this event, and I loved it. And it was just like a great event, Mm -hmm. and. We went to this room and we had this class and it was like uh, those big square round um, tables where it's like oh, kind of like, like a conference. Like a yeah. yeah, like a conference okay. table. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was one of those. And I was sitting at the, the closest to the door, oddly enough, because it was the only chairs there. And we sat there and they taught me a lot more in that one hour seminar than I have learned in an entire week with my school, with that gentleman that I told you that never learned the proper things. And I was just like, I sat there and was like, 
Yeah, I like raised my hand when they're like, any questions at the end? And I was like, uh, yeah, can you come to my school? Because I never learned any of this. And they're like, what grade are you on? And I'm like, I'm a fresh, I was a freshman, sophomore in high school, I believe at the time. And they're like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, this is what I learned. And at the time, I was probably, it was probably two or three weeks after we had had our sex ed class with that guy. And this was the second time I had had him. The first time was my seventh grade year, and he was the same teacher. So he teaches for our seventh grade school, our classes, and our high school sex ed. And um, he, I still had the card that he gives out to every grade. He gives out a card that says, I will wait until marriage to have sex. And it's like, now, like, the first year, he, like, had us kind of sign it there, and then I guess he got in trouble after that. And so he kind of found a loop and said oh yeah like you don't have to sign it like you can um you can do it if you want yeah if you want to so he Uh, gave us the option and then we kind of i learned a lot that like he's not supposed to even be giving those cards and like it turns out like we're paying this guy to come teach these classes when they're supposed to be free to public schools. Sex ed is free to public schools. Let me make this clear because my school is paying this guy. And I was just like, um, well, Yeah, because I'm surprised that they had some other person come in and do it. Ours was our science teachers. Like legit, our science and biology teachers were the ones that went over your sex ed. And then even inside of like our health class, supposedly, it was the same dude that did our driver's ed class. So like it was already like there was teachers assigned to those like lessons rather than, oh yeah, we'll have someone come and talk about it. No, like they legit already had teachers there and they're just like, you guys are gonna be talking about sex ed. Ours took place during our PE period, our physical education. That's so weird, like ours didn't. I mean, they would give you the whole, like, locker room talk <laughs> thing where it's like, no sexual harassment, you know? Yeah. Guys, keep your, in your pants, you know? <laughs> but, like, as for, as for, like, sexual, like, sex education, you know, it's just, it's not, it wasn't prominent inside of, like, PE. It was more prominent in, like, your science classes. And that was, that I felt like was more intimidating than anything, because then you had the people that were there all year, Right? And being like, I have a question. So, like, what is this part of the vagina? Like, you know, it was just like we didn't. It it was really weird. No, yeah. I feel like for us, like, he didn't even teach us about sexuality. And then. um, Oh, neither does the public school program. Yeah, no. They don't don't talk about gay sex. They talk about intercourse with, like, a man and a woman. Yeah. They do, however tell you about like STDs and stuff and talking about the different partners, but they never go into depth about like, like gay sex. Yeah, that's what we got with this gentleman. And it's funny because I told him, I was like, yeah, we're getting this gentleman. And they're like, oh yeah, they knew him by name even. And they're like, yeah, he's not supposed to be returning to your school because your school's already gotten a note saying that they need to get a proper like structure of sex ed at your school and stuff. And so... We finally got someone these last few years show up who did know what they were doing. And 
I hear some of the comments these younger kids make because they're learning all this that I'm just kind of like, Imagine. I'm, I'm concerned. <laughs> like, apparently the first year they went, one of them was like, oh, yeah, like, you guys should learn, like, if you guys are going to have sex at a young age, um, there's pregnancy and then there's protection and there's this, like, this is what happens if you get pregnant these are your options if you get pregnant and all these things and they were talking about that and i remember a friend of mine came in and goes came up to me and goes oh yeah like they even called out a girl like one of the students even made a rude comment and was like oh look you're too late for this ha 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 and i was like okay no you're not gonna shame someone for not being properly educated yeah you you're no that's it's, it's that's like not it's a okay. system that fails us to yeah. be honest and it's like you, you you can't you can't blame someone for that you know yeah like it's there's so many different factors that go into that type of things rather than just um the school systems uh yeah i feel like it's just like we were very like we had to go through a process to be properly educated on certain topics and it's like i feel like we want to educate others i know i made i made it my mission to like educate many people on sex ed yeah that i knew and understand because i still get questions i'm like hey so what's this or how does this work and so yeah um especially like people that aren't in like the community it's really um they have yeah. a lot of questions and it's like well and even people in the community too they have a bunch of questions yeah as well. i feel like especially when you're still discovering yourself you have a lot of questions about sex yes and you have a lot of questions about sexuality gender everything it's like we want to have that conversation yeah and even about like culture like gay culture like what is gay culture you know Mm -hmm. and like how how does it work like what are the positives and negatives inside of gay culture yeah and i feel like um it's just we want this podcast to be a way for people to understand that we want to educate them as well and yes. educate ourselves. We definitely want to learn from each other. We want to learn from not just, from our listeners. Yeah, not just we me also, and you, but yeah. like from other We want to learn. Yeah. And it's like, and we want to bring listeners along on this journey because it's like, wait, what? And it's like... Yeah, this is definitely going to be a learning experience for everyone. And it's like, yeah, if we get something wrong, kindly, kindly let us know if we get something. If there's a topic that we mentioned briefly that you want us to do an episode on talk like. Yeah. And even if there isn't like something that we mention and that you guys kind of want us to research on and kind of talk about it, too, we can gladly do so. You know, like we want to learn and talk about things that, you know, might not actually be talked about in classrooms or, you know, in just some general settings. So we want, we want to hear from you. We want to hear all of your questions, even your guys' stories, you know, about what you want to share. Yes. So this is our podcast, The Agenda, and yes, the game.